Hey, entrepreneurs, it's your podcast mogul, Phil Better here. I am excited for this episode, as as I know you are. Before we jump into this episode, I'm going to ask you, if you are also a podcaster and you're looking to grow your podcast or monetize your podcast, make sure you stay till the end of the episode. I have a special deal for you or a special offer, if you will. But ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, let's jump into the episode. Welcome to Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. Join the podcast mogul Phil Better as he interviews successful entrepreneurs that make their living in the digital world. Now, let's join your host, Phil Better, and his special guest today on Invest in Yourself, Phil Better. And I am so excited to have a digital marketer with over 20 years of experience in the game, focusing in on Google Ads. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Joe Belstrino to the show. Joe, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me, Phil. I appreciate it. Um, so I'm just going to jump right into it, Joe. How did you get started in the world of entrepreneurship? Like what started, what lit your fire? Well, you know, um, I always wanted to do something and I never knew what it was. Um, so I'm an old dude by my kid's standards. Um, and so when I was growing up, um, the internet was just coming around, right? So I'm Gen X. And, um, you know, when, when the internet came around, I would go to the local library cause you know, back then most people couldn't afford a computer. Um, and so I would go to the local library and I would just mess around on the internet, kind of find out what it's all about, what you can do on it. And, um, I came across this website called Homestead and it would let you build websites, right? You can mess around. And back then it was kind of quirky. You have a little counter to gauge how many people came to your website, little gifts that did thing. The websites really didn't do anything that I could design, but it kind of piqued my interest as to what I could possibly do. Um, and then that's how I discovered multi-level marketing. And I tried to do some of that multi, multi-level marketing. I printed out flyers, we'd go hang them up on poles. I'm from New York. So that's what we did. Um, put cars, you know, flyers on cars and things like that. But none of those things ever really stuck. And and I just I just kept trying. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I just knew I wanted to do something. And um, at one point, I had downloaded a copy of Adobe Go Live and started messing around with, um, you know, how to design websites. And I taught myself how to kind of design what, you know, back then was considered a website, which wasn't great. But um, everything was new. So Google was new. It was easy to rank. I was getting clients coming to me for web design. And they started asking me, you know, how did you rank for affordable web design? And um, I really didn't know what that was. I, I didn't, it wasn't a concept to me. And, and that's when I started to discover what SEO was. And then that kind of put me on the path of what I still do today, which is, you know, SEO and paid search. Um, and, and that kind of pulled me off the path of web design and, and focused more on online marketing. So this transition from designing websites, which we were doing before to be handling the ad spend for businesses, uh, did you, was that something you 
were easily able to do? Like it wasn't an, a hard transition for you? Like you were just like, oh, this is our, this, the skills are similar? Uh, no, <laughs> none of the skills, not even close. And, and, and it was hard because back then everything was new. So now you, you have YouTube and you have all these resources. Everybody's doing courses and all this stuff. Back then you didn't have any of that. And so when it came to web design, one thing that I learned early on was it's great to have a website, but if the website, if you can't market the website, and it's funny because it's still the same today, people will come to me and say, hey, Joe, you know, I, I got this website, but, you know, um, I don't know how to get traffic to it. And, they, you know, they don't, most people don't budget for marketing. Like they get an idea, they want to do a business. And the first step is website. But then they don't think about what's supposed to come after the website. They just focus on the website. And so I, I moved away from web design and worked more on the marketing side because it, it was one thing to help people design a website and build it for, you know, to have SEO. But um, helping those who just created a website actually drive business to the website was, was probably the more challenging part. And it goes hand in hand with web design. Like if you, if back then we had Flash, so Flash was you know how some websites were designed. High end websites were designed on Flash, but Flash was essentially a big movie. So people would come to me and say, "Hey Joe, I just spent twenty thousand dollars on a Flash website. Can you optimize it for search?" And the answer would be no because Google can't read what's in that video file. You would have to break it up into HTML elements. And the developer didn't know that, and so it would cost the 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 business owner more money to um to break that now new newly designed site up into two elements, and so that's when I decided to go into marketing and and I I started a whole business which wasn't intentional, where I had a podcast, I um, had a forum, and I wrote blog posts to where I was educating people on what to do before, during, after they had their website built so that they were positioning themselves the best they could to, to generate business. I like that. You you ended up helping a lot more because a lot of people, they everybody knows a website is the most important thing to a business. Like having a website, having a presence online is so important, but it is the back end. Like, yes, it can be all pretty, but if you don't rank in Google, you don't use those services, no no one's going to find your pretty website. No one's going to find it. So I do remember the, uh, the, the era of the flash website, um, on dial up modems were not fun. Um, but what is, what is one of the biggest, uh, situations you see when clients come to you looking to start ranking using uh, Google AdWords and that? I think the biggest challenge is a lot of people have the perception that they want to test with a small budget, thinking if they can make a little bit of money, produce lots of money, then they'll spend more money. But the issue is if, you know, somebody will come to me and say, I want to spend $50 a day, but they have 200 keywords. It's, it's never going to happen because that little bit of budget has a stretch across all of these keywords. And so think about it. You run ads today. You know, depending on what the cost per click is, you may only get two or three clicks. And those two or three clicks against 100 keywords, let's say, some keywords will get clicked today, 
Some click, some keywords will get clicked tomorrow, maybe a different set the next day, the different set the next day. And the whole point of Google Ads is to determine which keywords are producing leads, spend more money on them, and then stop spending money on the keywords that don't. But when you are limited by budget, not only do your ads not show all the time because you're running out of budget before it gets in front of enough people, but there's so many different keywords that things are getting, you know, different keywords are getting clicked. And so you're not collecting that data. And so what will happen is at the end of 30 days, 60 days, it's not uncommon for people to say, well, Google Ads doesn't work. And it's because you, you didn't take a reasonable amount of keywords or a reasonable size budget and, and put the money, you know, time and effort in. And a lot of people don't research exactly how much money they need to invest because it's an afterthought. It's, oh, I'm going to do SEO, but SEO is going to take a long time. But the thing with SEO is, and it's the same as it was 20 years ago. Back then, people would say, Joe, I want you to rank my website. And we would rank them. And then the next issue would be, well, I rank number one for my keywords, but I'm not generating any business. And if you run Google Ads, you'll realize very quickly that even if you advertise on 10 or 15 keywords, they probably generate about 100 different searches you know, a day that are relevant to the keywords that you're targeting, and not all of them are going to produce business. So assuming you know what keywords are going to, you know, you should rank for, if you look at the Google Ad side, you realize that maybe those keywords that you thought would drive you business actually don't. And then I usually take the keywords that perform really well on Google Ads and turn that into an SEO strategy versus trying to guess what the keywords should be, even though you can do research and come up with what the competition is and all that stuff. It really doesn't matter. And, and a good example is years ago when I started in the industry, um, you know, Google didn't mind or didn't care or didn't know that some people would pay, you know, they would create multiple Google ads accounts. I had a client one time, had multiple ad accounts and they sold the same product with the same pricing, the same website. The website was exactly the same. The only thing that was different was the domain name and the colors. So everything else was the same, but the red site did better on certain keywords than the blue site. And the blue site did better on certain keywords than the green site. And so you can't just go by what you think. I let the data guide me in Google ads, find out what keywords do really well, and then say, okay, these keywords are generating sales. How can I use this data to create an SEO strategy versus spending six, 12, 18 months trying to rank for a keyword that we later find out that you know, this doesn't generate business. So your advice to, uh, to people who are right, let, uh, to entrepreneurs when they're starting is to look for the keywords that bring in money instead of just looking to rank number one on Google. Yeah. Because some people, if you do, you know, like cleaning services, you may assume that cleaning services is the keyword that you should rank for, but maybe it's made services. Maybe it's cleaning company. It could be any keywords. There's so many different ways people search, but when people do SEO, they usually go after the keywords that are the most competitive or they think are going to drive the most business. But more competitive just means it's going to take you longer to get there. And if it takes you all this time to get there and it's not the right keyword, then you spend all this money and effort to rank for a keyword that doesn't bring business. But with Google Ads, you can find out relatively quickly what keywords are driving business and then work on the SEO versus because now you don't have to guess. Now you have data that says that this was what generates business for you.
a great shortcut uh, for any business to figure out what what their SEO strategy. Would you say, let's say a new business just starting out, what kind of budget would you say versus the number of uh, keywords they want to rank for? Like, how would you say like 10, 10 keywords a try? <laughs> it's a loaded question. Like every, <laughs> every industry is different. So if you have a lawyer who works uh, so if a crane falls in New York City, right, and somebody needs to call an attorney, that if that attorney gets that call and he gets that client, it could be millions of dollars. And so competing for to get in front of that keyword is going to cost way more than somebody who's offering a cleaning service because the price point is cheaper. The, the amount of money to, that they're going to make is cheaper. So it's it's all in relation to what it is that you do and how much you stand to make. If, if you sell real estate and the average you make on a home is $15,000, you can't expect to spend $20 a day to, to make that $15,000. So it's all in relation. But, but one thing I can say is if you, if you – whatever you do – if you're an SEO or you're a plumber or electrician or like, uh, let's take um, home remodeling. If you do home remodeling, home remodeling is what you do as a whole. But you may do kitchen remodeling and bathroom remodeling. And so each one of those is different, right? Because somebody uh, who wants kitchen remodeling is going to want, you know, before and after photos. They're going to want to see, you know, what, what you, the work that you've done. And probably the work that's involved is going to be different than the work that's involved when you do a bathroom remodeling. So you would separate those. And so if you're on limited budget, instead of trying to advertise, you know, home remodeling, kitchen remodeling, bathroom remodeling, you focus on either the type of work you want the more the most of, either because you enjoy it or because uh, it generates more income for you. Then I would focus money on that one area, fine tune it until you're profitable and you're making money, and then move over to something else because a lot of times what people do is they when they make the most money that's when you should take money extra money and test something and try something else a lot of people come to me when they're already at they can't get performance they have poor performance or they need more business because they relied on one one avenue to get all their leads from and now they're in a bind because now they've only focused on one thing. So, you know, my advice would be to, you know, focus on one thing as far as ads, but as far as your marketing, you should be having your hands in as many different channels as possible because if one dries up or, you know, if you're relying on SEO and then you get hit with a penalty or there's a technical error and your site gets delisted for some reason, you're not just relying on that one source. You have other sources that drive leads from. Great piece of advice. Um, I would like to know, do you have a, a, a memory, either how being a digital entrepreneur has been giving you a, uh, been able to help you reach a goal that you've always wanted to have, or maybe uh, a goal that you were able to help a client with? I mean, digital marketing allows me to work from home, right? I, I've, I've, I, I've, I started out running an agency. I sold it. I worked for an agency. I worked on the client side. And for the last seven, eight years, I've been consulting. And working from home is nice. You know, I've moved out to the suburbs. You know, the kids are, you know, I, I'm able to take the kids to school, after school activities. 
there's more there's more flexibility in that and and for me you know that outweighs you know anything else i don't have to deal with a commute uh and, and any of that stuff that i i had to do years ago and for clients i have dozens of case studies over the years you know they're not all winners but i i helped one gentleman who came to me he had a power washing company in florida and when he came to me he said joe i need business I'm about to go bankrupt because I can't generate business. So the the cut out of the, the long part of the story at the, at the end of everything that I did for him in about six months, he went from struggling to not being able to produce business to selling his business in six, in six months, because you know, what he was doing was incorrect. He was sending people with keywords to just a, blank page with a form on it, which nobody was filling out. He wasn't tracking phone calls. Um, he wasn't targeting the right keywords. And he was telling me that, you know, oh, I want to ask him who his audience was. He's like, oh, they're older people who, you know, can't get on their roofs and power wash. And when I started looking at the data, um, he was partially right. When I listened to the phone calls, it wasn't the older people that were calling. It was the children of the older people. So the children were calling for the parents. And so while on, on his perspective, it, the, it was older people he was servicing, but it was the younger people who were calling. So it was able to adjust where we spent the money to focus in on a younger generation and spend less on the older generation because they were costing more because m most likely, the, most of the time, they weren't the ones that were calling. And so he was able to turn around and, and sell his business after just six months. Oh, that's a friggin' awesome case study and how you understand and it showcases like the people who are taking your products or services may not be the ones who are initially looking for you online like in this case yeah he was servicing older uh family members but they may not be the ones jumping at it i love how you you got to look at the second layer see if there was a second layer to the situation um we're coming up to the spark question of the show by uh, Seek Discomfort. Um, so today's uh, spark question, which is to spark conversation between strangers because they're just friends you haven't met yet, is have you ever spent a day without your phone? And if yes, how did it feel? Recently or like I'm old. So you mean before there were phones or, or were you be not before there were phones let's go within the last 10 years let's go in the last decade has there been a time where you just spent zero time with your phone no impossible impossible because my phone is is connected to to family and to work so it's it's my it's kind of unfortunately my lifeline which you know that 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 sparks um you know where I'm working on moving my office downstairs so that I'm not because right now my my work is portable. Uh, it's a laptop. so i'm I'm working on getting a desktop. So the plan is to sit and work and then walk away where right now my laptop's with me all the time. so I'm twelve hours, fourteen hours on on the computer. and and maybe, you know, after after that question, maybe my phone should be left in the office. So that, you know, I'm spending less time on it. Ooh, maybe a change is coming, folks, on the show. Uh, Joe, I'm going to jump off the screen here. I want you to let my audience know where they can find you, where they can follow you, support you, and if they need help with their Google Ads, the floor sir, is yours. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty simple. JoeBalestrino.com. You can uh, reach out. You can take a look at all my services that I have, mostly SEO paid search. 
There's some blog content. I offer one-on-one coaching. Uh, you can connect uh, with me on LinkedIn. Uh, I'm, I'm on LinkedIn quite a bit. Um, and that's pretty much the, the best way to get a hold of me. Excellent. Joe, I want to thank you so much for being on the show today. It was a pleasure talking with you and providing those amazing tips for how it's better to rank for, look, search first for the ones that bring in your, uh, the keywords that bring in business before you start trying to rank for the ones that don't. So thank you so much for sharing that with my audience. Yep. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. To, the, to my audience, as you know, in the show notes down below, you'll find all the links to Joe. Connect with him and use him if you're looking for some Google AdWords or any sort of ads. He's probably the guy to go check out. So thank you very much for listening. And remember to always invest in yourself. Hey, digital entrepreneurs, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you guys have enjoyed it. Now, if you're looking to take your podcast to the next level, like most of these entrepreneurs have taken their business to the next level to scale it, if you will, make sure you check out my brand new newsletter. Links are down below. It is called the Monetization Mogul Syndicate Newsletter, or it could be Feel Better stories of monetization moguls or making moguls is what I do. So make sure you go ahead and check that out. But I want to thank you very much for listening. And as always, remember to invest.